0: Get in pair. test, Mishnah test 9 9. The Mishnah here wants to know what happens if you have you know compelling circumstantial evidence regarding someone getting married or divorced, how to deal with that. So the Mishnah says, Yatsa Shema Beir Mukudeshas, if it goes out around town, literally, that she has been married, Rezu So then we treat her as being married. So that means that if there's a woman, Lehalacha means like this, there's a woman for whom we do not have witnesses that she got married. But we do have witnesses, meaning two kosher witnesses have testified to Besden that they are aware that there was what appeared to be a wedding. People were saying it was Mrs. So-and-so who got married in the past tense. um, And therefore, they have every reason to believe that in such a place, this woman got married. So let's say they were testifying this foreboding because they heard that Mrs. So and So is getting married, you know, to Mr. B, and these witnesses are saying, "Listen, we can't say for sure she's married to Mr. A, but we thought there was a wedding, and at the wedding they said she got married to Mr. A on that day." So that's can be considered um, just circumstantial evidence. No one actually can testify that she got married. That we know of, um, but it's compelling because you have two witnesses who are, you know, saying this is reglamadav. very good basis to believe she got married. So then, mikudeshes, we treat her as married, which means that if she wants to marry Mister B, we'll say no. You have to first, you know, resolve your Mister A connection, which we suspect because of those the information we just, you know, we received from those witnesses. Now, if mugoreshes, if that same woman, and this mission is specifically referring to that same woman, has like a countervailing rumor which says, yes, yeah, she was married by circumstantial, but in ha- evidence and, and testimony. But now um, there's similar kind of circumstantial but compelling testimony that she got divorced. Horezum Muguresh, the Motruder, is being divorced. So this is a package deal. So what happens is the circumstantial compelling evidence to get her to be Mukodeshis would be that the witnesses testify they saw what looked like a wedding, and they were saying that she had gotten married there. Um, now, of course, there's no like wedding, another kind of fanfare with a divorce, but these witnesses are testifying could be a second pair of witnesses, but they're testifying regarding that first woman, that um, they heard from reliable sources, I meaning they heard from other witnesses, that she got divorced. So, of course, because a divorce, needs to have Adem, and there's no fanfare. Our witnesses who are testifying to the best that she got divorced are saying, we don't know firsthand she got divorced, but we heard through other witnesses that she got divorced. So, again, that's not acceptable testimony in a court. That won't be considered to be, you know, but it's it's compelling circumstantial evidence because they're saying that witnesses told them. And therefore, um, that will be like, enough to undo the rumor that she got married in the first place. I just want to speak it out. It doesn't mean, it does not mean, for example, if a woman who we know to be married by conventional means, if there's a rumor going around town that she got divorced and the rumor is substantiated by two witnesses saying, we heard it from the witnesses who saw her get divorced, she got divorced. That's nothing. We're not going to let her be divorced based on that, of course. She has to still get a regular divorce or re-divorce, whatever the story is, or evidence with her get. Um, but in the case of these two rumored events, one can offset the other. Says the Mishnah, <laughs> This all assumes there's no um, sort of mitigating information. Now, the word amasla, I think, is often translated as something like alibi. Um, in this context, it certainly wouldn't mean that. There's no meaning to that, alibi. Um, the word amasla is an Aramaic word from... The Hebrew word mashal, if you want to sort of translate from Aramaic to Hebrew, very often you can just sort of drop the alephs, um and then change a tuf to a shin, and that's what's happening here. Amasla, you drop the olives, and then you change the tuf of matal to shin, it's mashal. And that's what it all means. Amasla is a mashal. That's the Hebrew word for mashal, which of course means something like a, like a story, a parable. Okay, the point is here, there's no story as an, an idiom you may be familiar with, is kind of no like no hair on this deal. There's no hair on the deal here, meaning it's not a smooth story. So we're going to give examples of what an amasa might be, which would make, you know, which would sort of um, equivocate the rumor itself. So two basic types of amasa. the mission will speak out. One is where the rumor she got married or got divorced um, isn't certain because there was like a condition put on it. So we're not sure if the condition was met. So he said to her, oh, you're divorced on condition, you give me 200 zuz. And that's the rumor. We don't even know, A, if it even happened, and B, if it did happen, we don't know if she gave the 200 zuz. The other possibility for Amasa is where um, it's a suffolk. So the Mishnah will give example of the suffolk karavla, suffolk karavla. We don't know where the kest of Kadushan, the ring, or even the divorce, that matter, the, the get. If it was like, we're not sure if really he got to her or not, like we saw in the previous Mishnahis, it's a suffolk. Not only is it a rumor, um, but the rumor is one where maybe something didn't happen. That's not a rumor at all. We discount it altogether, and therefore it has no weight at all in any halakhic consideration.